Welcome to the favorites. I am Jeff Schwartz. This is our Monday parlay show as usual. I am joined by Paul LaDuca and filling in for Chad Millman is Black Jack Fletcher, who is on his deathbed nearly, but he made it out to talk to us today. How you doing, fellas? Good, Schwartzy. All I know is ever since Black Jack has been on his deathbed, he's been hot as a pistol. Maybe that's why you got a fever, Black Jack. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, but I'll, I'll take it if that's the reason. But he is here, Paulie, and that's all that matters. All right, guys, this show's going to be a little different than our normal Monday parlay show. College football is almost over. We have a game tonight, Alabama-Clemson National Championship game in Santa Clara. We will discuss that, as well as the four divisional round matchups in the NFL playoffs this weekend. We're not going to do a nine-team parlay. There's not really nine plays to make this early in the week. Obviously, other sports don't have lines for the rest of the week. So we'll talk about just the four games coming up this weekend, as well as the game tonight. But first it was a amazing weekend of wildcard football. Three games come down to the last possession, uh, obviously ending last night with the double doink in Chicago as the kick bounced off the upright. And then the crossbar and ended up going out for the Eagles to win underdogs four and O against the spread unders three and one this weekend. I believe now 14 and one underdogs are against the spread. The last 15 playoff games. Uh, Paulie, what was your biggest uh, takeaway from this weekend? You know, well, obviously Saturday was a big surprise the way that the Colts and I mean, the Cowboys, I think were the biggest surprise. They just absolutely dominated Seattle and, the conservative play calling kept Seattle in the game, and so did Russell Wilson and the boys. But I didn't really think Indianapolis would go in there and smack. I mean, I'm not. I, I, I said this with Bill O'Brien, the conservative play calling that he has it. But I didn't think both of those teams would go and smack both of those teams around. Now the two games yesterday, I mean, the flags that were thrown and the wackiness of the plays and the missed field goals. Those two games yesterday were were very entertaining and. And, and the Chargers, obviously, they dominated the Ravens, obviously, to the end of that game, and they started scrambling a little bit. But, um, yeah, it was very interesting. Saturday was more surprising to me. Sunday, I, I really didn't feel that those teams would just not beat them. They smacked them, both of those teams, in the mouth. Blackjack? Listen, as far as the surprise goes, I mean, Paulie hit it on the head. The way the Colts just dominated the Texans surprised me. But I think my biggest takeaway, Jeff, is uh, I'm not ready to stand in front of this Eagles team right now. There's something going on there, brother, with Nick Foles back, and I am not willing to get in front of that train. Well, we will talk plenty about this game. The line is absolutely outrageous, in my opinion, for the game this weekend, especially with the way with the way Foles is playing. Um, a, a couple of thoughts for me. Let's talk about Foles really quick. So I, I, I can't explain really what's happening, but I, I give you the best idea that I have and kind of piecing together what I've heard from people in Philly and, and whatnot is, look, we know Carson Wentz is more physically gifted than Nick Foles. That, that's not a question. I think because of that, and he's a young quarterback, he tries to do too much within this offense. He holds the ball too long. He looks for the home run. Nick Foles just does what the play calls for, right? If, if Doug Peterson says, we're calling – all goes special, and it's too high. You throw to this guy. He just throws to that guy. He'll take the five-yard route, the seven-yard route, the check down. Yeah, he'll throw the ball deep. He'll find guys throughout the, the way. you know. But Wentz, I think, at times tries to do too much. Foles doesn't, and they believe in him. He's won seven straight must-win games now in, 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 in the last two years. He won the three games in the playoffs last year, the three games 
in the regular season and this year, and he won this game yesterday. Now, look, they got lucky, right? This kick, I mean, he missed a kick to, to, to lose, but like that's what I think is happening, and it's so remarkable. But to me, the biggest takeaway from this weekend is something that Bill Cowher said on the CBS Morning Show. I think it's, it was fabulous. He said, your strengths get you into the playoffs, and your weaknesses get you out. Ravens offense, I called this from the beginning. Their offense is a fugazi. It's fake. The Chargers exposed them. Uh, if you look at the Bears kicking game all year, right, 11 misses, been atrocious. Uh, Parkey, I think, had eight of the 11 misses. Uh, and their low, you know, and their kind of conservativeness on offense a little bit cost them only six points offensively. And then the Seahawks and Cowboys, the Seahawks designed a game plan for Blake Bortles, not Russell Wilson. So their conservative play calling got them in the end. That's what the weekend felt like to me. If you look at guys, if you look at the the four teams advancing, um, I'll start with you, Paulie. Which one scares you the most heading into divisional weekend? Well, I'm a blackjack. It's Philadelphia, and and my take on Nick Foles is here's a guy that was almost going to retire without a football. His love for football was sort of gone, and, and that's why I think the steel balls. That's where it comes from. That's what makes him who he is. I Good just point. think that at one point that in his life he thought football was like, you know what, I'm okay without it. I can live without it, even though I could be a pretty good NFL quarterback. And after the Philly special, how could you ever be nervous? You, you, when it was fourth down, he was just looking at, at Peterson like, like, okay, give me the play before they called the timeout. You know, like, let's go. I'm ready yeah. to go. He, he has no worry um, so yeah, they do worry me. Now I know they're going into an impossible place, but this guy's got some magic that some mojo and he throws a ball that is so featherly touchly. Like it, it, it seems like any human walking down the street could catch Nick Foles' ball. You know what I mean? And it's just something about him. He's right. There's something going on and, uh, they worry me a, a little bit, but I'll tell you what. I, the Cowboys keep surprising me. They really do. And, and that offensive line is starting to gel and gel even more and more like they were a couple of years ago. And they're getting scary a little bit. Blackjack, are the Eagles your, your team that you'd worry the most about? No, they're not. As much as I like the Eagles and what they're doing, I think the, the clear answer here is the L.A. Chargers. And I, I say that because they have a matchup in New England that is suited perfectly for what they do. The, the Ravens were a tough matchup for the Chargers, right? Because that defense is built on getting pressure on the quarterback. And that's tough to do with Lamar Jackson with the way he moves around. With Tom Brady, Tom Brady's not moving around very much. He doesn't have those deep threats, which is the one spot in their defense where they are vulnerable. Without Josh Gordon there, Gronkowski Gronkowski looks like an old man on the field these days. He looks like he's lumbering down the field. I think that Chargers defense is suited perfectly for the New England Patriots. I think this is a horrible matchup for New England. I think the Chargers are in a prime spot here to advance. We'll get to that game because I, I disagree, but we, we can, I'll tell you why I disagree and we'll get to that later. It'd be, it'd be great. But to me, it's the Colts. I, I, we forgot the Colts, by the way. Look, here's the thing with the Colts. Since their one and five start, number one scoring defense in, in the NFL, obviously the best record, number one in point differential, and the fewest sacks allowed in national football. Like, that's the recipe for winning the playoffs. You have to play offense, right? We've seen now that the top five offenses and DVOA are still in. There's only two top five defenses. Like, you have to play some offense. You got to play some defense too. 
the Colts can do everything, and they're they're way ahead of schedule. They go into into Kansas City, and I look. Obviously, we know my brother plays for the Chiefs. Man, this is a terrible matchup for the Chiefs because the Colts can play defense. And if they hold the Chiefs to 28 points, let's say, which is still a lot of points in National Football League, they're going to score 35. I don't know how they how they stop uh, how the Chiefs stop the Colts. So to me, it's the Colts. And look, we could end up with a five and a six playing, on, uh, you know, for the AFC Championship yep. in the Chargers and the Colts. I, and I think that's that's somewhat realistic. I, I don't think that's that's crazy to think. Now both are. are yeah. Fairly big underdogs, especially the, the the Colts this weekend. Before we get to all of that, before we get to the pro games, let's talk about the game tonight. Alabama, Clemson. I like Clemson. I got them at plus six. I think it's at five and a half now. Uh, I like the over two. Not not as much as I like Clemson uh, plus six. I think it's a backdoor cover type of game. I, I think that Clemson to win this game is going to have to play really up tempo, like they did when they beat them thirty five thirty one. I I just the, the gap in my opinion and talent is not big enough to warrant the sixth spread uh blackjack i'll start with you here how do you think this game goes i'll go one step further jeff i don't think there is a gap in talent between these two teams i'm taking clemson on the money line here uh i like them to win this football game i think we've seen alabama in situations this year be pushed a little bit especially against georgia in the second half against oklahoma clemson is not scared of this team jeff that's important. There's no intimidation when Clemson goes on the field against Alabama. They've played them before. They've beaten them before. Clemson, with Trevor Lawrence out there healthy, has just as, as good a weapons offensively as Alabama does. They've got great experience on that team. Their line play is solid. They're stout on both lines. I like Clemson. At plus 176 right now, I'm going to take a shot at Clemson to win this thing. Paulie? Hmm. I think we're all on the same side here with Clemson. I think a lot of people don't realize they are, um, if you look at their rating, they're better rated on offense and defense combined than Alabama is. So, um, And the ACC has done okay um, um, in the bowl games, and, and so has the SEC. Listen, like, like Blackjack said, they've played each other. They know this. This is the same thing. Like, is this going to be... Obviously, uh, an unbelievable rivalry. Dabo Sweeney um, and Nick Saban just have a knack to have their guys ready. I love the way the Clemson defense played. Um, a lot of people are going to say they played a duck. Um, but five and a half points is still a lot of points in a national championship game with a team with, like I, like you know, Blackjack saying I can win the game outright. And we've seen you know Alabama finally, you know, a little bit here and there, getting a little scared. Finally, they, everybody thought they were so invincible at the beginning of this year. I, I say not the beginning, like four weeks ago, everybody had, okay, let's say if Clemson goes, this line was going to be seven and a half, eight, nine, somewhere in that area. It's all, it's down all the way to five and a half and all the money. Well, not all the money, about 60% of the money is on Alabama in this game open at seven. So sharp money. If you want to go that way has been on Clemson. Yeah, look, I, I think that there's – if you were to – if you, I, I know we've been kind of clumsy and heavy here. If, if you want to back Alabama, there's many reasons to do so, okay? Their offensive line is fabulous. Left tackle is going to be drafted as the first tackle. Their center is starting his fourth straight national championship game. Their right tackle That's might crazy. be the best run blocker. Uh, it's, it's outrageous, right? It's a crazy. Uh, uh, their, their, their right tackle might be the best run blocker. We know Clemson's secondary in the back end is their weakness. They have a great defense, but if you were to point out a weakness – 
Yes, their secondary, if their offense line can block long enough, I think Alabama scores. I, I think the over is a, is a good play here, too. Just I think both teams are going to have to run at a tempo to tire out the defenses and allow themselves to score a lot of points. All right, let's move along to the National Football League. Uh, and the first game this weekend is Indy at Kansas City. Uh, Indy is uh, getting six points right now. They're plus six. Over-under is at 56.5, which is a, a lot of points. Here's my here's my deal with this game. So obviously I am a, a Chiefs fan. My brother plays for the Chiefs, uh, but their defense is atrocious, right? They're 26 in DVOA, and here's the deal: everyone's going to point to this. They're going to say, "Well, their defense plays well at home." That is very true, but they played the Raiders, they played the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Bengals, the Jaguars, and the Niners at home. Then they played the Ravens at home, who would beat by three, only scored 24 points. And the best team they played at home was the Chargers, who scored 29 points on them. I just feel like this is setting up to be a disaster for the Chiefs. I love the Chiefs. I love my brother. I texted him the other day saying, like, like basically, like, this Colts team is, is tough. I don't think he even answered that answered that for me. But um, I, I just think we're, I think we're setting up for just another heartbreak in Kansas City with, with the Colts putting up 35 to 38 points. I mean, Jeff, don't, don't you think, though, that, that at some point, I mean, this Indianapolis team, they're kind of playing with house money at this point, right? They are. I mean, and they've had to win now so many weeks in a row that, I mean, don't you think at some point it, it, it becomes a burden on you? I mean, the Chiefs are rested. They're at home. They've had two weeks to prep for this game. I, I mean, I just, I just have such a hard time seeing this Chiefs team and I know what, what's happened in the past with them in the playoffs. Right. But this particular team coming out flat. I don't think it's about coming out flat. I think it's that the Colts can score at will on them. And it puts actually pressure more on the Chiefs' offense to be perfect. Because if they, if, they, if they don't score every time, I don't see how the Colts get stopped unless they turn the ball over. Which obviously can happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. But that's my concern is, is the Chiefs' defense is by far the worst defense still in the playoffs. I mean, it's not even like remotely close. I mean, Kansas City is, let's say, 26th in DVOA, and the Rams are 19th, and then there's like, I mean, then there's a bunch of other teams that are kind of average. So, Paulie, what's your your feel on this game? Listen, like, you know me, I've been on the Pat Mahomes train since the beginning. I've always loved them. Um, I actually think this game, I don't know who's going to stop who. I think... Andy Reid will have enough up his sleeve with the week off and be able to put up some points on that defense. And like you said, I, I don't know how they're going to stop Andrew Luck. Crazy stat. Um, since the merger, they are Marty Schottenheimer and Andy Reid basically are three and seventeen in the playoffs against the spread, and zero and nine against the spread at home. And if you look at what? Andrew Luck. He plays, yeah. He plays better against better teams. You know, he's he's nine and four um, against teams with extended rest. And we talked about this when he covered against Brady. He's just, he has a knack of covering this. Is a lot of points. I get it. I I, I love the Chiefs that they're going to score a lot of points, but I just don't know how Indianapolis is just a train moving. I don't know how they're going to stop that run game. Um. It scares you because the Chiefs are explosive and you get a week off, but those stats don't lie. I can't. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Um, and so I'll probably lay a little bit on the over. It's still a lot of points for a playoff yeah, game, 57. A lot but, of points. 
I mean, I agree. Still, six points is they're just begging you to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs have never been a, had a line like this where Vegas has wanted you to bet them. The whole year they've been trying to get you to sort of lay off because they've crushed them early. I think. I mean, and Paulie, you know, the thing that that's weird about this too is I'm I'm looking at this game on our app right now, and you've got 73 percent of the money on Indianapolis, and yet that line is going up. I know. I mean, it, it opened at five. It's now at five and a half or six. Yeah, it it, it opened. It, it it's kind of been all over the place again. I think it opened at lower at four. That got hammered by the Colts. It went to back. It's been all over the place. It's been it's been up and down. I agree. It's it's a lot of money is coming on the Chiefs from I would guess smart people. Obviously, <laughs> um, if the lines move in that direction, but I I don't know, man. Paulie, where'd you get that stat from? That's amazing. Yeah, it's an amazing stat. It's from our staff. Evan Abrams did it uh, about uh, yesterday. And if you go on our app and click click it on, it, it's it's a, the first thing he comes up with. And it's since the NFL AFL major merger in nineteen seventy, the Chiefs are four and sixteen straight up, three and seventeen against the spread in the playoffs, including zero and nine against the spread at home. That is like that's insane. That's an insane stat. It is. It is, and it's an interesting stat, but, I mean, it, this is a different team. This of course, is, of course. Of you know, course, you've got course, Mahomes yeah. there now, and they play a totally different style. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know. You know what? The more I'm talking about this, I, I'm betting the Chiefs right now. <laughs> Blackjack uh, is making a bet. We, do we need to put, we need to put the, uh, the sounder in there for that? Um, uh, the other, the, 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 the Chad sound, he's making a bet. Um, all right, so... <clears throat> But he I wasn't on ESPN I, yesterday. I think I think I lean Colts <laughs> plus six. Look, I, I would listen. The Chiefs can easily win this game. I I, I don't think I'm, I don't want to get that misconstrued here. I just think it's it's a bad match. I don't think Colts are going to score a lot too. The Chiefs have to score a ton of points. That's why I think the over. I hate. I I probably will never bet the over here because that's a lot of points. I know, Paula, you you might hammer the over here, but I like Indy plus six. Blackjack likes Kansas City minus six. So, Paula, you're the you're the the tiebreaker. Yeah, I'd probably go with. Um, wow, I'll go in and I'd probably play Indianapolis plus the points in this game just because of the line. I'd probably stay away. Like you're right, I'm probably going to uh, play the over a little bit. <laughs> you are playing the over. Come on. Yeah, I already did. <laughs> Let, um, for five point nine units, whatever. The... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I just don't know. I just think with the week off. You know, Andy Reid, I mean, they are good for 35 points. They are good for 35 points. But you make a great point. I mean, like, I don't – the way the Colts' offense is rolling right now, God almighty, this is – it's going to be a fun game to watch, I'll tell you that. All right, next up, let's go to the game in Los Angeles. Dallas at the Los Angeles Rams. This game, by the way, the Coliseum, I looked up this morning. They're, they're under construction right now, which which we all know. I see it's 78,000. You used to see 93,000, but – uh, they're fixing. They're putting in a real press box. Like they're making a big boy stadium now. Um, there's going to be forty five thousand Cowboys fans in this game. It's going to feel like a Dallas home game. Um, I was there are two lines that surprised me. This is one of them. Uh, I bet Dallas already a plus seven. I I I I, I can't believe this line is is what it is. Um, the Rams have been bullied when they've played great defenses the last couple of weeks. And Dallas is a great defense right now. I think Dallas bullies the Rams. I think the Rams could win this game, but they have not looked the same since since, since, since Cooper Cup has been hurt. And like Paulie said to start the show, I've kind of been a doubter of Dallas. They just keep winning football games. Like I, I mean, it's, at some point, you got to say maybe it's working for them. So 
I think the Rams could. I think I can see the Rams win this game, but I think seven points is way too many points for a Cowboys team that, by the way, will shorten the game up because they can run the football. And the Rams defense is not very good. Um, Aaron Donald's good. Rams defense is not very good. Dak just keeps making plays, and their defense is going to, I think, kind of harass the Rams all game. Yeah, this is uh, this is a game, Jeff. That I I'm curious to see how this thing plays out because you know we're. we're we're so used to Sean McVay now and his two years in LA, you know, having these great game plans and pulling a rabbit out of his hat. But the Rams have looked flat for about a month now. And uh, the Cowboys, it's funny you say that because Chad and I had the same conversation on Friday that at some point you got to look in the mirror and just ask yourself, like, have I just been missing this? Like, because we underrated the Cowboys too. And, and, you know, I think that they are just, they're better than we thought they are. The trade for Amari Cooper changed their offense. They're a different team now. They have that vertical threat. It opens up the running game. It opens up stuff underneath. And their defense with those linebackers, man, those linebackers are incredible. Van Der Esch and Jalen Brown, those two kids are outstanding together. Um, I'm with you. Seven points is too many. I think the Rams win, but this this feels to me like a 27-23 kind of game. Yeah, I'm with both of you guys. I actually think that the Dallas Cowboys can win this game. If you look back, was it four four weeks ago when the Rams lost to Chicago and then they went and um, lost to Philadelphia at home? I had mentioned Jared Goff against Chicago. They they got in his face. He started to get a little happy feet. He got happy feet because the front four for Philadelphia is darn good too. They'll get in your face. Then they fattened up on the Cardinals. Well, I said it was the worst team in the league, and they were. You know, they still gave up. I know it was the end of the year. They still gave up over 30 points in San Francisco to, to end the year. They were shaky towards the end, the way the Dallas has, has been playing towards the end of the year. If Jason Garrett would stay aggressive and grow some other kind of hair on those red balls, he has a shot to win this game. Because wow. if he can get wow. in Garrett's – if he gets in Jason – if he gets in Goff's uh, face – and he gets stays aggressive and tells his defense coordinator to stay aggressive, and they can run the football. This is ridiculous. I, not only did it open, it opened at seven and a half. I can't even believe they hung seven and a half. Yep. Let alone now it's down to seven. But I, I really truly feel that they're the most vulnerable team because Goff towards the end of the year was a little bit shaky when you can get in his face. Now if you let him sit back there, he's just going to pick you apart. But I, the Cowboys can get in his face, and if they can, they, they can run the football. The the one thing that will worry me a little bit about this: Russell Wilson was ten of eleven play action passes this past weekend against the Cowboys. The Rams run the highest percent of play action pass in the NFL. Now it's not working quite the same without Cooper Cup there, but if you're looking to back the Rams, it's a big number. I think that's where you look: is is the Rams run the football well? They're rested. Uh, Andrew Whitworth, the left tackle, should be able to play. They're rested, uh, and then they hit you know big play action passes down down the field. That's something that I would look at it and say, look, this is where the Rams score a lot of their points. The the, the total is forty nine. Feels like a, a number I, I don't really feel like playing very much. No, I'm with you. I don't like the total either. Yeah, either do I. I, I actually like. So it was one and three last week if with the unders and overs, right? It was uh, three. The unders were three and one, yes. Yeah, and basically the it was a based on a um, two point conversion, right? The two yeah, point conversion four, make it go yeah, over. We're four and zero. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, 
I mean, that's the thing of a playoff game is the same thing when you get into basketball. Yeah. Too. They seem to, to, to calm down. The flags went down, even though yesterday the flags were ridiculous and it was a field goal fest. But Denzel just gets tighter. Like the strike zone gets tighter when he gets into yeah. the playoffs. And the rim gets a little smaller. So you got to be careful with the unders and overs in, in, in the playoff games. Look, defense matters, obviously. and But scoring, you know, you, you, defense matters most in the red zone. And we have really good red zone defenses. In National Football League. All right, first game Sunday, a game that it would be fun to discuss here because I think we have a disagreement on this right away. Chargers at the Patriots. Patriots favored by four and a half. Over-under is 47. All right, Blackjack, I'll I'll let you go first because you have an argument for the Chargers you mentioned earlier. And then, Paul, you can go second, and I'll give you why I like the team I like. Go ahead, Blackjack. I'm, I'm all over the Chargers here. I bet this as soon as this line came out, a plus four and a half for the Chargers. I think, like I said earlier, Jeff, the Chargers are built to deal with this Patriots team. They have a great pass rush. They have a physical secondary. New England, New England doesn't run the ball very effectively. I mean, they're 21st in the NFL in running the ball this year. They lose Josh Gordon. Gronkowski, like I said, is – I mean, Gronkowski looks like he's about 55 years old out there trying to get down the field. And you know it's hard to, to to it's hard to knock the Patriots because they're still the Patriots and they're at home in Foxborough, but you know we're basically talking about an offense here that's going to rely on short and intermediate routes when you've got Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, and that pass rush coming to Brady. I, I just I think there's going to be a problem there. With uh, them protecting, with them protecting Brady, and then you know their defense—it's it, been decent, but Keenan Allen is probably going to have to deal with Stephon Gilmore. I think that 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 should be uh, a good matchup, but I, I think Keenan Allen is still going to get his. Also, the Chargers play at a very, very slow pace. They're thirtieth in the league in pace, which means they're going to try to keep the ball out of Brady's hands, which is something that that honestly is, is a huge factor because the more, the more you give him the ball, you give him the chance to get those two-for-ones at the end of the first half. You give him a chance to win the game at the end of the game. And the last factor is the game's on the road, which normally I, I think would be an issue. But the Chargers are the damn road warriors of the NFL. They're 8-0 outside of L.A. I yep. mean, they, they've been fantastic on the road. So I, there's nothing about this game – in my mind, that that makes me want to take New England and lay four and a half points. Paulie? Yeah, this is the most confusing game of the slate. Um, <clears throat> Blackjack makes a lot of good points in here um, that the New England really doesn't get to, to the quarterback. That That's going to help an offensive line to the Chargers. It's not great. I think they're 30th in the league in sack rate. We're actually um, – um, but also, New England's offensive line, I think, is better than you think. So They're I think number that, one in, in adjusted yeah. sack rate. Yeah, yeah. So Brady's going to be able to do his thing. Um, I have a feeling this game's going to go under. I have a feeling this is going to be a grinded out type of game. But then again, you never know. It's so hard to to like pick Brady or pick Belichick's um, mind because you never know. Like Blackjack said. They are going to try to slow the game down. Now, is Brady and Belichick going to just going to try to speed this game up and, and, and play an up-tempo game? Now we're going to look at an over game. This side, I'm going to let you two guys go at it. I, I do not know. 
the Chargers to me have always been confusing. You know, Philip Rivers, um, he said after the game, he's I'm I'm more excited than I ever. It reminds me of 2007. He looked like a little kid. That was the last time he went into Foxborough. He was hurt. They got beat, um, and he's been waiting what and this long for this and. He deserves it, man. This yeah, guy's had a great years. year, and I think he's had an underrated year, and and he's a quarterback that's had a career that I think a lot of people don't give him credit for what kind of career he's had. You know? And and Paulie and Jeff, just, just one other side note about this game. They are forecasting three to five inches of snow on Sunday in Foxborough. Interesting. So this should probably go hammer the under really quick. Uh, I love I love betting under. So I'll, I'll for sure my first hammer that now. All right, my my quick thoughts about this game: at four and a half, I lean to the Chargers. All right, I think the Patriots win this game, uh, but four and a half makes me lean a little bit towards towards Los Angeles. Uh, but I'll give you the reasons why I think New England wins this game. One is their offensive line is good. Okay, and they can they they can stop the Chargers' pass rush, and we we see this all the time where. Good defensive team comes into New England and Tom Brady just picks them apart, right? They go empty and they they throw the ball around. Now, look, the Chargers are good against that, right? I'm not saying the Chargers defense is bad. I can't do that. But uh, we've seen that throughout throughout their throughout Tom Brady's time in New England, and this is a little different, right? He's older now. Gronk, like you mentioned, Blackjack is, is 50 years old, playing like 50 years old. It's not the same team. But he routinely is able to make plays against these defenses because – he gets the ball out quickly. He identifies pre-snap where they're going with the ball, and he does enough. The second thing, and while the Chargers have been fabulous on the road, you mentioned it, they're 9-0 this year where they've had to fly, right? The one game they missed was the the game in Los Angeles that includes a, a couple of preseason games as well. Um, but they almost chargered that game yesterday, right? They, they, sure missed it. they, they missed a kick. To start the second half, a field goal. God. They turned the ball over. The worst thing they could do at that at that time. Turned the ball over, uh, backed up, gave the Ravens opportunity to get three points, and then they got a punt blocked. Those are those are three possessions that started the second half. Then they allowed Lamar Jackson, who had been who had like negative two passing yards entering the fourth quarter, to go off in the fourth quarter by just running around with his head cut off and throwing the ball deep and not playing defense. So, uh. That worries me a ton because you can't make those mistakes against the Patriots. The Patriots don't beat themselves. They let other teams beat themselves, and that's what worries me about the Chargers is until proven otherwise, I'm going to think the Chargers will continue to be the Chargers of old, and that's why at four and a half, I lean to the Chargers, but I, I lean more towards the Patriots winning this game. Fair enough, Jeff. We'll uh, we'll have to see. You know, my my biggest my biggest thing is that I, I just I've watched a lot of the Patriots. I've bet on the Patriots a ton this year. Yes, you have. Tom Brady just doesn't look like Tom Brady anymore. Does not. I, I mean, there are moments when he does, but then there are moments when he throws the ball, especially when he throws it downfield, and it looks like Eli Manning is throwing it. I mean, he's just <laughs> kind of lofting it, it up there. He's just lofting it up there. Asking to get intercepted. I mean, that's what we saw in the Pittsburgh game yeah. in the fourth quarter, and, and I, I just, I, I kind of think that's it for New England. I don't know. I know people have been saying this for the last six, seven years, but I, I kind of think we're at the end here. I think we're close to the end here, but let's move on. One more game to talk about: the Eagles and the Saints. This game is at nine right now for the Saints. The over/under is at fifty-one. I'll tell you the bet I like best. I'm not sure I'm going to touch nine because I do think 
while I, I agree that, that Nick Foles is playing great and the Eagles have some mojo, I can see this game getting out of hand because the Eagles' secondary is awful. And for whatever reason, the Bears yesterday just decided to not challenge them. I, I don't know why. The Saints will not have that problem. They will throw at the Eagles' secondary, who's starting their 13th player in the back end. The bet I like, the one I've made so far, Saints over 29.5 points. Throughout the game they played against the Eagles, just generally speaking, as far as game plan for this weekend, but they've scored since the Browns game, since week two, at home they've scored 43, 48, 45, 31, and 31. They're off a bye. They're healthy. That's the play I like most. Saints over 29.5 points. I'm not sure I like a side yet, and I'm not sure I like the total yet. Uh, Blackjack, where do you side in this game? I, I, this was the first game I bet because I caught it at 10 when it opened at 10. Oh, I took Philly plus 10. Um, I, I think the Eagles... You know, there's something else about this Eagles team, Jeff. They tend to uh, play really well when they're uh, when they have like an additional motivation. You know, we saw it last year in the playoffs when they had the the, the dog masks on. Yeah, yeah. When they were home underdogs, the Saints absolutely curb stomped this team six weeks ago. And when that happened, I think we all thought the Eagles are done. That's it. It's the end of their season. I think they went to like four and six after that game, and we thought they were finished. I think that gives them a little bit of extra motivation to go in here and hang with this New Orleans team. I don't know that they can win this game. Everything you said about the Saints is right. I like that team total over as well, but I think they can sure as hell keep it within 10. Paulie? Yeah. Um, I originally, you know, I, I think the Eagles can keep within 10. I'm with you. Usually when you, like you said, they lost 42-7. to um, Usually when that happens, they'll come back and it will be a closer game. If you look, um, five dimes, there's a couple, five dimes still has this game at, at, at 10. It's really weird. Some some books have this game from 7.5 to 10. Uh, we have it on ours, like, you're not, like, eight. Like, But five dimes has kept it at 10. Like, And it's almost like, it's you're right. It opened up so big at 10. Like, well, that's a lot of points, but like you said, I could see new Orleans blowing them out. Can you see Philadelphia? Um, maybe back Doran. Yeah, I, I can. I just think, uh, this is tough. And the under and over has gone, gone down. Even though people are playing the over. I, if I had to play the game, I'd probably play the Eagles. Cause I think they can maybe backdoor, but, I understand where you're saying, where you're going, Jeff. You know, New Orleans is the dangerous team that can that could just just bury somebody this weekend. So, one thing I want to say about the rematch, I know when people are going to look at this game and say, and look at the first game. I'll tell you why. Don't worry. Don't worry about that game. First of all, Doug Peterson has ne- has said publicly he has not watched that film. Like I'm sure he has probably, but like he, the team did not watch the film as a team. Like there are games you play that are so bad, it actually makes sense to just forget about them. So just say, eh, you know what? Eh, like we lost so bad, forty-eight-seven. Who cares? Like we're not watching this game. We played t- so bad. There's no point in 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 reliving it. We're not going to do it. The Eagles are a different team now. So you have to throw that game out. You know where like the Ravens and Chargers played in Week 16. That was a blueprint for the Chargers to beat the Ravens this week. This is not really a blueprint for the Saints, in my opinion, to beat them. I will say, to me, the biggest factor in this game is the Saints' offensive line should be healthy-ish. Uh, their left tackle, uh, Teron Armstead, has a chest thing he's dealing with. He should be back. Andres Pete should be back. Uh, so should Ryan Ramchek. That offensive line 
has been the best over the last two years in the National Football League. Uh, so like Blatchick, I love the team total over. I would lean Eagles right now. I wouldn't touch a side. You know what's what's funny about the sides, guys? We'll, uh, I mean, totals. We'll, uh, we'll end with this. Like I, I felt comfortable throughout the season betting a lot of these totals. I just didn't feel the same way during the first round of the playoffs. Did, did you feel the same way? Like I feel like the the, the lines, I mean, the totals, I should say, have kind of been like not where I wanted to, to bet them. Do you feel the same well, way? If you look, the totals in the divisional rounds were, well, 48 was the first total, but then the rest were what, 43 and a half, 42, 42. Now we get in the divisional round. Now look at them. They're 47 all the way up to 57. Like, and all the games went under last week. Yeah. So it's a little confusing, right? Like all the, well, the, four all the numbers have gone up. Are, the four yeah, best now the four best offenses now come week, in yeah. off a of bye. But the teams that played last week, you know, traditionally have a tiny bit of an advantage. Maybe early first, maybe first half it was a little bit of a rhythm. And, you know, the totals being higher was a little bit surprised. I'm surprised. 57 in a divisional game, that's a lot of points. Well, I mean, listen, you're dealing with two offenses that can score yeah. pretty easily in a Chiefs defense that's terrible. But, I mean, even in this game, you know, 50's a lot. But, look, the Eagles aren't going to score seven points again. They're going to put up more than that, okay? Correct. There's a critical difference between this game and the first game that these two teams played. And that's in the first one, the Eagles went in there with that ginger bum, Carson Wentz, whereas oh, now they've geez. got Nick Foles under center, and they're going to put points up. Jeff, can I Big ask you a question? Dick Nick, as he said, as he's called yes. around the Philadelphia facility. Can I ask you? I need to ask a question. Yes. Why do the kickers, when the timeout's called, why do they kick it? Why? Why a pra- kick a pra- it? A practice rep. But why? Why? Um, so it was interesting. Um, uh, Chris Clay weighed in. Yourself? A couple of guys is, is that. Um, I think they use it to judge where they're at, especially if it's a long kick, to add more umph. And I think the first kick that that he made, the one that didn't count, obviously was it didn't really he didn't really hit it very well, and so he tried to overhit it the second time. Is is my guess of what happened? Um, but yeah, man, like obviously, tell us what they, you said before we were starting the podcast. Did he really train kicking? Yeah, so so the story is, and there's video supposedly when when he was a kid at home, he trained his accuracy by trying to hit like a light post outside his parents' house. So he's been really accurate all year. He's been extremely accurate all year. <laughs> Poor guy, man. Look, obviously, look if you're if you're a bum and you're a loser that sends this guy death threats, you need to stop that. Yeah, um, I know. That, but that's the, ridiculous. The Adam Sandler it, it song. That a lot of people don't know about. Go back; it's a long time ago. There's a song called "The Lonesome Kicker." Really? It's about, it's, yeah, it's wow. about it's about a kicker. Um, it just will tell you everything of what happened yesterday. That's all you need to know. The Lonesome Kicker. I feel like that's a good place to end. The Lonesome Kicker. Go, <laughs> by Adam Sandler. Go, go, go look that up by Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, weird note: His new Netflix special was filmed in Charlotte. I was actually there. We had no idea he was going to film it. Um, oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, we had no idea he was going to film it. He just showed up and said, "Guys, we're filming our Netflix special here." And of course, uh, people freaked out. It was it was really funny. All right, thank you for listening to the favorites. We have shows every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You could download our free app today. You can rate, review the show as well. Georgina will read your uh, comment that you leave on Friday's show. For Paula Duca, Blackjack Fletcher, I am Jeff Schwartz. You can listen to our show on Apple Podcasts, radio.com, slash the Action Network, 
wherever you get your shows. See you on Wednesday when Chad talked to Scooch. Till next time. <laughs>